there is a podcast no one asked for. A podcast you never knew you didn't want. Three beers in. This is the podcast. I anticipate a deeply religious experience. Welcome back to Three Beers In, True Believer. Ross here, and with me tonight is Flash fan, Clint, Gooners fan, Tony, current Simpsons episode fan, Joel, and beard fan, Cutter. This guy. Tonight we will be drinking Big Bark by local awesome brewery, Live Oak. It's a Vienna-style lager with an ABV of 4.9% in the trademark Live Oak amber and white can. All right, guys, let's open them up. Instantly get that smell. That's good stuff. That is a good smell. I I enjoyed that smell. I never realized the can was amber until you said that, and I was like, you're totally right. Well, there you go. Amber is the color of your can. I thought it was the color of your energy. (laughs) This can is our energy. It's like an energy drink. Did I ruin your joke there, Ross? No. All of our 311 fans are pissed. <laughs> Both of them. <laughs> now, if you're a 311 fan, where do you go after that? Because 311, they stopped making music, right? No, they're, no, they're, they're still together. Totally. Are they still yeah. together? Pretty sure. I, I think about a year ago, I tried to listen to like their more recent albums, and they still have like three more albums since the last one I bought. Like Hanson? Hanson came back. Hanson's been around. They never stopped. They have very, <laughs> very loyal fans. That was a little stronger that than... Sound, yeah, that yeah. sounds like we got a loyal fan. Yeah. <laughs> they never left. <laughs> no, that's what I call Cutter. music. Yeah, Cutter right? is basically one of the Hanson boys. Pretty much. There you go. What do we think of the beer, guys? I like First it. sips. Delicious. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. It's definitely one. I really like the taste. It's got that malt. It's not hoppy. Got a good body and toasty malt kind of stuff. And with the little sweetness at the end. Mm-hmm. Oh, those raisins. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> nature's fruit. Oh, yeah. Those, 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 they are. Those nature's fruit. So, Tony, what do you? Easily one of my favorite drinkable beers, like 4.9. Oh, super drinkable. Yeah. yeah. You could have these all afternoon. It's not going to hit you over the head like some of the what the stout that we had before. Maybe you could have these all afternoon. Some of us can't. Well, you can't. <laughs> some of us have children. <laughs> some of us have work. No. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying at work. Oh, okay. Well, that, <laughs> yeah, I never mind uh, then. Yeah. Uh, some of us can't drink at work. <laughs> One for sure for me. It's very, very smooth. That's what I like about it most. Most of these local ones, I sometimes feel like they can be a little chopped. This is very, very smooth, very not crisp, but I, I like it. I like it all day. This might be the first one I don't like. Mm, really? Well, except for the um, friends and friends and allies. Yeah, that one. You weren't was a fan rough. of that one. I don't think so. I thought you liked IPs though. Ah, uh, that one was rough. It had that weird, yeah, weird deliciousness <laughs> to it. Yeah, I like I like ambers, and ambers are what got me started into drinking um, craft beers. But this one, um, I don't know if this particular one. It's a little bit warm, so it's not like really, really cold and crisp. But um, yeah, at least right now, this first impression is not very impressive. But it's made in the shade, according to the can. One beer in, it is a zero. Okay, Clint. I have to reiterate with everybody but Joel. Very delicious and smooth. No real 
bitterness to it. So I I really like it. It may be my favorite beer that we've had so far. Six yeah. episodes in. Yeah, I would agree. Really? I think so, yeah. So I had a thought. This is the canned version. Do you guys remember having this on draft? But I've never it, had it on draft. I don't draft. think I've ever had it on draft. Yeah, it, it I wonder if you can. Yeah, It tastes the same. It's I, I, pretty consistent with what it's like. I, yeah, I was going to say, I, I typically don't have Amber's on tap. No. Yeah. Well, I know I had it. Well, I went to their brewery once back when it was on the east side. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's moved since then. Yeah, it's now next to the Colorado River and the airport. See, for some reason, when I thought it was Colorado River, it was further west. But yeah. I guess it's east. It's right there at 71 and 183. Oh, right okay. Across yeah, the I know what you're talking about. the airport. Okay. Oh, do you think you like this enough that you may eventually want to do a field trip out there? I think that'd be a fun brewery. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to go to that one. I want to do literally any field trip. Yeah, I want to do any field trip anywhere. (laughs) Well, we want to get a family business. Oh, yeah, of course. High Sign is right near there, too. Apparently, they style themselves as more of a beer garden. They say it's the shadiest beer garden in town. I saw that. I would give that a chance on a nice day. I'd be down to go check out their their brewery. I like this, their Hefeweizen. Yeah, their Hef is really good. The one time I did have Live Oak on draft, it was the Hef. And to me, it tasted like wet dog. Mm. I avoided them ever since, but that could have just been where we were. Was it the saucer? It was the punch bowl. Oh, they yeah. might have had a so, dirty line, maybe or yeah. something. You, or actually, they like let a dog soak in it before. <laughs> That's probably that. That is that is probably what happened. You know, they have such a fun atmosphere. Oh, there. Oh yeah. When when did they start? Do we know when? Ninety seven. Oh, Ooh, so I was gonna say long. that too. I, I, I remember. Yeah. They were probably one of the first Austin brew brews that I had when I moved to Austin. And I always felt like it was, uh, when you get it on draft at least, a little bit inconsistent. Because um, I've had this one before, and it tastes like this right now. And then I've had it before where it tasted really watered down. Um, same thing with their porter. Um, their porter one time was really, really heavy. And then another time it was like really, really light. And that, I can't blame them for that. I mean, that could be how it was stored or a number of things. But uh, I just I've always that. heard a number of good things about them. I've never. I've, this is the first time I've ever had one of their beers, and it's really. Yeah. You've never had one of their beers before. Nope. To Joel's point, though, you or you said it was inconsistent. So I think with it being the Vienna style, like the European style, a lot of I it love was sausages. Anyway, <laughs> I, do we need to address that? <laughs> we we can later. I yeah, don't know if you want. No, I think it's more of an open brewing style. Yes. So that would lead it to be more inconsistent. That's true because whatever they're brewing, you know, it'll pick up flavors from mm-hmm. everything else brewing near it. I'll put an asterisk on this because I agree with Ross. I've had their Hefeweizen at a bar before and it did taste a little sour. Hmm. Um, okay, yeah. But this is the first I thought it was just it, me. But. Yeah, this is the first time having it in a can. Um, I like this. It's a lot more consistent than what I've had uh, previously. One beer in, it's consistent. I have heard with that open style, places like Jester King can knock some out of the park, but then some taste like garbage. So maybe this is something where I I have had it when it was good, but maybe I just missed it when it tasted like wet dog. But also Jester King does a lot of those weird beers. It's like, oh, no, that's how it's supposed to do wild wild (laughs) yeast and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So the open style adds to just the fluctuation of flavor and stuff like that is what y'all are basically... Right. Yeah, it could. It's not under laboratory conditions. So I'm sure they know what they're putting in and they're careful about all that. But then it's sitting out in the open. Fluctuations to, within, to, region, within reason. Yeah. So yeah. could it make it more kind of like some wines are, you know, certain years? Or certain than, years. Yeah, certain totally. Certain batches, yeah. Yeah, so like be. you knew what batch you preferred 
so long as it was still not ex- expired, you might. There's people that are hardcore about going in and asking <laughs> about it too. Like they're like, oh, it's, really? like, oh, it's like this was brewed. No, I don't want that one. Like, show me that one over there. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, I could see doing that on like a specialty, like Pliny or something. But nope. they're out there for everything. The younger for every beer for Bud Light. You have people coming in. Oh, like, oh this is a May vintage from seventeen. It's Bud Light. Well, they do did have they, they do have Bud Lights brewed in Kansas, which you do not want. No, right, those are two percent ABV. You know what? Oh, two percent. You know what's great about Kansas? Not a goddamn. Not thing. a goddamn thing. Hey, so uh, let's talk about the brewery. Live Oak proclaims to be Austin's first craft brewery, beginning operation 1997, as we said. But Celis, also an Austin brewery, says that they are Austin's oldest craft brewery. You know, so they've had a lot of them that started before mm-hmm. Live Oak, but yeah. they just went defunct. And oh, I, yeah. I would say Celis the longest is one, one is probably North by Northwest. So, yeah, Celis did close, but they recently opened last year, opened back up. So they're not the oldest continually running because they were closed for like 17 years. Mm. So I have don't think I've ever had anything from Celis. No, they only have like one thing. It's the white. Yeah, three. Do they? Three. Yeah. Okay. Were you drinking when you were? I carry. Uh, I, I guess you could have been my drinking. My store carries three, so okay. I know that much. But yeah. I guess you could have been drinking when you were 15. As we discussed earlier, Live Oak recently moved out of the brewery that they were in for the past 15 years. And they opened up the new one in February 2016. When I went, they had a really cool German brewmaster. And he told us all the history of how they came up with their recipes and how he trained to learn it. Oh, man, that would be great. Now they have a huge tap room and they proclaim it to be the shadiest beer garden in town. Are they throwing tons of shade there? So much. Also... A nine-hole disc golf course. I'm looking at this guy over here. <laughs> what? Like I, I have played disc golf literally twice in my life. Really? Twice like, in my I life. I like disc golf. I associated you with it, more disc golf. Is yeah. it because I have long hair and a yeah. beard? Because yes. you, yeah, you look. <laughs> That's you look part of it. Like yeah. Golf. Hey, but Tony's joining the party. Hey, hey Tony. Tony. Since he finally got his own beer, yeah. he did. So also, Live Oak specializes in lagers and ale. They use old world style brewing that has been practiced extensively. Vienna style. Through Europe for centuries. Live Oak uses a really time consuming mash process combined with open fermentation, which we discussed, and a second lagering. So why did they choose the phrasing time consuming? Is it just that it's... It takes a lot of time. Well, but we don't care about that. Just make the beer. well, hey, the thing hey is, guy, <laughs> shut up and make the beer. Well, the thing is, they use a decoction mashing process. I read about that. Which when uh, mashing, you combine. You when, hit me a cock. When you're mat. Yes, I, I figured we would. Whoa, whoa, it's decocking. It's decocking. <laughs> oh, is it? Decocking. I don't want you any part him. of decocking. You lost him. <laughs> yeah. So when mashing, you combine a mix of grain and water and heat it to break the starches down into sugar. So now, uh, nowadays, they use an intrusion mashing, which is where you mix everything together, you heat it up, and then you let it rest once it reaches a certain temperature. Okay. And then you do that a couple more times, and you have your mash. I think this That's one does it three times, right? Yeah, we'll get to that. But in uh, decoction mashing, you mix the grains with the water and take out a portion, boil it on its own, and then you take that and you add it back to the mash. So you're putting uh, the hot water back yeah, in, raising the temperature of the entire oh. mash. And so uh, instead of bo- instead of heating up the batch, the, the you're heating thing. up some of the just water. Some of it. 
Okay. Some of some of the mixture and then putting it back in. You put the bo- the boiled portion back into the into your mash mm-hmm. and it raises the in- the temperature of the entire batch. Yeah. Originally, this was done out of necessity because this was pretty much the original way of making beer. And there were no thermometers, so this was there was no way to boil all your mash and be certain of the temperature, which is very important when you're when you're making your bre- making your mash. Is that part of the open brewing process? Because you this can't is, be certain of the before. temperature. You can't be certain of the temperature, so that kind of like adds variability to it. It does. Yeah. Well, but I think because there's the variability, but you there, do it three are, times. Yeah. So then you like, it, like it's, okay, it's if I didn't three, get it all the first time, then I can maybe get step, more the second uh, time. Decoction, yeah. Exactly. So by your third decoction, then it you're should like, be it should be pretty uniform. So the decoction mash is a time and labor intensive process, and it was a time and labor intensive process, and still is. You had, but was it a monster mesh? Yeah. Was it a graveyard smash? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a time and labor intensive process and still is. Monster masters often yes. are. Brewers, including those in Germany and the rest of Central Europe, where it originated, now opt for a simpler intrusion method. So they don't do that anymore. Well, they don't have to, but no, this this brewery chooses to do yes. it because it gives a richer flavor. Up. It, yeah, it gives it a different flavor. It yeah, definitely it, does. It, I like it. I'm not typically an amber guy. I, I'll I'll drink them. I I enjoy them, but so they're not I'm usually my go-to. Yeah, this it, is a it, solid. Would you say it's not the color? <laughs> <laughs> typically, it's not. This so one, would you, know, you say the that there's the a noticeable difference between amber lagers and amber ales? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, lagers and ales are, are two totally different animals. Okay, I'm just trying to think back to the comparison. If you, I know of, I like both of them. Oh, you weren't here for the Van Dam, were you? Oh, I wasn't. Do you guys still have some? No, no. I like red ales. Typically, if I'm doing instead of like a black and blue or like one of those blended beers, I do a black and red. Usually Killian's because that's one. Killian's Irish. Has. Yeah, that's a good one. It's solid, but it's all, I like my red ales. They're usually more. Hoppy. So you're saying red Crisp. ale, but is that the same as an amber ale? No, it's not. Actually, no. you're right. I apologize. No, I, got, I, no, I'm, I wasn't calling no, out. I was you're, just you're, trying you're to understand because I, I do I, like Killian's. Ales are typically hoppy. They usually have hops, yeah. more hops. Typically, if it has ale in it, there's more hops in it, and okay. I stay away from it. I do like amber ales, and I think that would be maybe a little bit more on the hoppy side, but still on the bearable side for me. The main difference between lagers and ales is just the yeast that they use and how what temperature they brew at. That's gotcha. literally the only difference. And because of what they, the yeast that they use, they give different flavors. Yeah. But also, are ales cold fermented? Yes. Yes, they are. Ales are? No, wait, hold on. Time out. Damn Log- it. Loggers are. Loggers are. Yes. No, ales are not. They're, okay. They're warm fermented. Yeah. The different yeast that they use in ales won't won't be active they, in cold. They do have a few beers, hybrids that they do, ale yeast with top fermenting and then yeah. lager yeast bottom with bottom fermenting, fermenting okay. but yeah. oh, temperature-wise. but Wait, guys, guys. I think I taste the cloven bananas. <laughs> no, you don't. Devil's fruit. <laughs> hey, listeners. So we were talking about having a potential project. We are thinking about brewing our own beer and tasting it on the podcast. That being said, we need to decide what type of beer. Should maybe leave it up to the listeners? They'll probably make us drink something disgusting like an IPA, but, you know. <laughs> well, I feel like some people might want to hear what... What we could come up with. Mustang Sally probably wants us to drink That's IPAs. That's what I'm, yeah. 
to That's punish what I'm us thinking. for so many Mustangs. Does she know that she's Mustang Sally? Keep in mind, no, she is, she does not. <laughs> okay. I don't, okay. I don't know. I was that, about to say. I don't know that she actually listens to this podcast. Okay. Yeah. God, I hope I've I've mentioned it to her. I wonder if she listens to it or not. Have you mentioned? Oh, you've that mentioned she, the podcast. <laughs> not that she's Mustang no, no, Sally, and mentioned, that. but she may like. Please start on episode two. Or later. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually. I don't know what kind of beer she actually prefers. I know None, she, right? Uh, well, she'll wine. drink. She'll drink Guinness. I know. No, she, that. no who the doesn't? The type of beer she prefers is wine. <laughs> she does love her wine. There are some really great boxed wines okay. out there. Boxed wine? No, 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 no. Boda? I've never had Boda. Boda is really good, and it's very, very There's affordable. Good, there is some good boxed wine out there. Franzia. <laughs> I can still remember floating the river, and people would bring bags, bags of Franzia yeah. and yeah. tie them. Oh, my. And that sounds like such a horrible. Slap the bag, man. Slap the bag. Slap the bag. I didn't believe it the first time somebody did it, and I was like, you're making this up. And they're like, no, it's a thing. That was right when Four Loco first got into oh, the Do you remember our Four Loco experience? Where we went down. No, no I'm sorry. I've lost many an hour of my life to Four Loco. Yeah, the first Four Loco will get you really good, really good and drunk. Yeah. The second Four Loco, drunk enough you will, to, to yeah, make you want yeah, another. The, the second one. It's like, hey, it's maybe all, I should have another. Well, no. I, I don't know what flavors you guys had, but the blueberry Watermelon. one was terrible. I got oh, they're no, all they're ter- all terrible. It's not about flavor. <laughs> Which poison do you want to put in your body? Do they still make Four Loco? They do, yeah, but it's, but it's not a different formula. Is it no alcohol they, or they is it no caffeine? No, oh, yeah, no, no, caffeine. So, no caffeine, no caffeine, no caffeine. Yeah, now? yeah, I, I think they couldn't have was, both of them. Yeah, so that was the thing that oh, well, something about safer. that. You are just gotta buy. You gotta buy the Red Bull to mix into it now. Are they oh, still like God. twelve or fifteen percent or whatever the hell? I, they are? See, so we wouldn't know because we're not in that life stage. That's what I actually thought happened was that they didn't take the caffeine out necessarily. They just decrease the concentration of caffeine and uh, maybe alcohol content maybe that no i want to say there was but some heard, big push yeah, for the I, energy to, and alcohol to completely together. yeah completely remove you the can caffeine. still you can still go to a bar and get a, a jaeger bomb that's the exact same thing so like except, that, that obviously is not the case jaeger bombs are jaeger bombs jaeger bombs shots and you only do like one or skank two. or you only do one or two yeah yeah <laughs> i'm an adult i only do one or two hey cutter <laughs> What's going on, Ross? Have you ever heard of pinballs? I have not heard of pinballs. With three convenient locations, it's the best choice in the Austin area for classic and modern arcade games. Or if you just want to lose at air hockey three times in a row, you could do that too. While you're there, be sure to try out the brand new games, Super Property Brothers 3 and Teenage Mutant Ninja Urkel. (laughs) Pinballs. Where you finally get to score. Hey, you know what they don't have anymore that I'm a little ticked off at? What? Pinball. No. Well, (laughs) yes, it is pinball. They no longer have... The Elvira? The Elvira. Which Elvira? Scared Stiff. Scared Stiff. Okay. That's the older one, right? Yes, the older one. They have two... Well, they have at least two versions. That is my favorite pinball game ever. Would you guys ever buy a pinball machine? Oh, yeah. One that's really good was the Maverick. That one was a good yeah, one. Yeah, that one was there for a while, and then it was just gone. Like all pinball machines at pinballs, they usually just disappear. What about the Goliath? 
Oh, the Hercules? Hercules? The giant one? Yeah. That, yeah, that one has real big play paddles. with like a cue ball. That one's yeah. terrible. That one has terrible and, action. Yeah, and it costs, oh, and it costs like $5 to play it or I something. imagine because everything, like if, if it goes wrong, like it goes wrong. So <laughs> it's usually broken. Yeah. But they, well. <laughs> I think they also use that one for the tournaments. So yeah, that one has yeah, a I little bit I've heavier. Seen yeah. a Hercules tournament. But I think my favorite pinball machine is Last Action Hero. I thought that you were going to say the medieval uh, times one. Not me- medieval Black times. Black Knight? The, no, is that the one with oh. Tina Fey? No. Oh, yeah. That one's really good. It's Medieval Madness. Yes. It's the pinball machine that Tina Fey voices the princess. That's a fun one. It's a really good one. Yeah. I like when I like the um, when the dragon comes out oh, and when yeah. you have to break down the drawbridge. Oh, yeah. That, that Both of those are fun. really cool parts. I like those where you have those big things in the machine. It's oh, yeah. not just the action. It's like... The Jurassic Park one where you're fighting like the mm-hmm. raptor mm-hmm. or sorry to interrupt, but I'm two beers in. Hey, we're all two beers in. Wait, wait, no. <laughs> you just you just don't want people to hear you open your beer, do you, Tony? That was a loud beer pop. It's called a desk pop. I did my first desk pop. It's a real thing, right? The first time I saw that movie, I hated it. The second and third time I saw that, I loved that movie. Tropic Thunder was kind of a slow burn like that for me. The problem with Tropic Thunder was the weekend before I had seen Step Brothers. They came out. Step Brothers was like that for me. Step Brothers. I did not like it the first time I saw it. What are you talking about? What does Step Brothers have anything to do with how it Because Step Brothers came out. Because it, it was one of those like right comparable right right back to back. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the and weekend. So when you the weekend before Tropic Thunder, you should have known that it was the superior comedy. Well, yeah, obviously. I love both the movies. It just took me a while. Every time I watched Tropic Thunder, it got better. Is what I'm saying. So you're saying I probably need to watch it again. Who who oh, played yeah. uh, Ben Stiller's agent in that? Matthew. Oh, <laughs> dang it! Academy, Academy Award, Award winner, winner Matthew McConaughey. McConaughey. Oh, yeah. Right, all right. All right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Did he win the award for that? Or, no. He should have. Oh, it was definitely Dallas Buyers Club. Mm. And I um, think Jared Leto, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't know same, why. Same time. I, he did dress He's got that up angel like face. a woman, but angel face, yes. Well, so I hear they were touring again recently. Oh, that's not all right. 30 Seconds to Mars had like one song everybody liked. Right. Hanson's still touring. They never stopped. <laughs> <laughs> they had less than Hansen's that. Hanson's still calling. <laughs> they never stopped. Don't call it a comeback. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you guys listening to now? Anything really jumping out at you? Uh, classic. I still listen to damn near anything. I listen to Bob more and more. Yeah. Bob FM. So oh. I think you say I Bob Dylan. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought They, you they play pretty much everything. It's Bob. 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 I just Bob. know him on a Bad. first name basis. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. Was it, were you blonde on blonde? Yeah, yeah, Ooh, that's good. Yeah. That's where I'm actually. At. I like not a surf's blonde on blonde, which it's not a cover of blonde on blonde. It's about it's a, it's listening for on the transistor radio. So I actually yes. saw them live, and they were a really cool show. Yeah, they had I mean, uh, Britt like Daniels to... opening for them as oh, yeah. a solo. What act. are y'all talking about? I Britt Daniels from surf. Spoon, not a surf. I don't know what you're talking. About. Not a Neither surf had the song listeners. Amateur. It was really good. They had um, popular. Popular was a good one. That was that was their that was their that was their big one. Yeah, and I bought that album. And they have an amazing song called it. Killian's Red. Doing yes, a callback. That is a I love, I that, love song. that song. But yeah, they had fights with their label and all that. So oh, did you they? Know, they? Is yeah, that why so they disappeared why they for a little disappeared. bit? Yeah, oh. exactly. And then they came back. I think they toured in Europe for a while. Hmm. 
So now that we're two beers in, what are we thinking, guys? We still like this thing? Still like it. This yeah, is a session. Okay. This is something you could drink all afternoon. This is not a session. Oh, no, it's you, not, but I would 4. treat 9%. it. 4.9%. What was the threshold for session beers? Like, it needs to be under four and a half or something? Or For me, I think a session beer would need to be around three. Hey, why, why isn't Chance here tonight? Where's Chance at tonight? I heard that Chance couldn't be here because he's busy creating a civilization where the cowboys don't suck. Oh, <laughs> good go. luck, Chance. <laughs> we we, we you're gonna you need a you're gonna need a cheat code for that. Hey, Cutter. Hey, Ross. Hey. Have you heard of our sponsor, Pinballs? I I have not. Well, well I you, thought we just talked about them. We did them. just talk about them, but it's, I have not. Besides, when we just talked about oh, them. Oh, okay. You know, Pinballs is the perfect place for unforgettable birthday parties and corporate events. I guarantee they will never forget you trying to drunkenly flip an air hockey table after three apple teenies. But before they try to escort you out, you should play these brand new games. Dance, dance, perfect strangers. And the much-anticipated sequel, Delta fucking Burke Off-Road. Delta Burke Off-Road? Yes. Delta Burke, I do declare. Pinballs, where you finally get to score. <laughs> is that their motto, really? Is that I think it is. I think it's on their cards. Pinballs, where we sell pizza so nobody notices you smell like pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I like this beer. This, this beer is a good delicious. beer. Yeah. I probably could drink, like... Relative to the other beers we've done, yeah, this is I get, this I feels very it. light. Yeah. I could probably drink this all night. All right, so back to the beer, though, guys. Are we all beer. three beers in? Three beers in. What do we think? One, definitely Cutter. one. One, all the way. Honestly, you. Yeah, you are we supposed uh, to skip a, him from now on? Or we can't really rely on him as a grader. Like it's always <laughs> no. one. If any of our listeners out there like every beer that they drink. Cutter's your guy. Listen to his opinions. Yeah, there you go. Well, but elaborate on that one. Elaborate on the one. It's like still very smooth. I would still. I'm with Tony. I would consider it a session ale. It's very. It's not an it's ale. Not it's not an a ale. Lager. That's what I meant. Session. Well, lager. but he's agreeing with me that I think it's a. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a session ale. I'm staring Cutter wrong. <laughs> so no, it's a, I definitely a session lager. You can sit down. It's an all day all day beer for me. Like, you could load up a cooler with that, go fishing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree with Cutter. I could drink this all afternoon. It's something where I have had it on tap and I liked it. I think the can still captures the the smoothness of it. And the you know, amber and white can? Yes. I liked it. A strong one. I would recommend this to people. I have had their other beers. I like them. Their Hefe is their, their most popular. Their Hefe is the yeah. most popular. Yeah. But if they came out with more seasonals and more... They do like have off, seasonals. They have well, I'm just saying, if they did, I wouldn't hesitate to try them oh, yeah. just based on trying this. Yeah, Agreed. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Strong one for me. I If it were on draft, I would totally get it. No you, negative you, to it? No. After about three, taste buds are a little dulled. It has just about the right amount of malt and that nice roasted flavor with the sweetness like i mentioned earlier and it's those cloven bananas the devil's fruit yeah they yeah. they it's really not a, it's not a weird really beer guys you. it's a lager <laughs> it's a lager your wheats are ales i really like it from live oak the only thing i've had was the hefeweizen on draft and i didn't like that but i think that just might have been that batch wherever i had it it was the wet dog lager. taste yes the old the, wet dog it that Wet dog out of the rain. So yeah. if there's some way we can prevent wet dog taste. Yeah. And the other thing is when we were selecting this, I didn't really want to do that 
have Fison because it is their flagship. It's the one yeah. that everybody yeah. has. Yeah. The Big Bark, I don't think I had ever heard of it, actually. But then again, I, I really haven't been to craft beer until we really started this. So I really haven't looked. For the past seven years, I was fine with Shiner, which I still love Shiner, but there's are, so many other flavors out there. Are we interested in trying their new birthday beer? Shiners? Yeah, I think Shiner. I think I've had it. What is it? The Farmhouse Rye. Yeah. We, I liked we it. We tried yeah. it at uh, Cadence's birthday. I didn't try it. Well, yeah. Eh. I think your dad brought me one. Yeah, 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 he did. Anyway. I also agree. Solid beer. Really easy to drink. Really smooth. Definitely has those clove and bananas. Uh, <laughs> it has no, no clove and bananas. No, no, no. I couldn't drink. You know, I'm I'm probably the cheapest date at the table. I don't know. Cutters at the table. In terms of how many drinks you got right, exactly. give me to... In the traditional sense. Yeah. <laughs> In the traditional sense, I am the cheapest date at the table. So I couldn't drink this all day. I probably couldn't drink anything all Here's day, really. Cool. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. I don't think I had ever had it before. Of the beers we've had so far, by far the easiest to drink and maybe even my favorite Although I did really like the Weizenbach, too. I did, too. It was just overly weedy. I didn't think it was overly weedy. I just... It was heavy. I still liked the flavor, though. Yeah, the flavor was was fantastic. After three, it was like, can't really taste it anymore. Yeah. That was my only critique of it. Joel? I feel a little contradictory here. You're welcome. That's okay. You contradicted yourself in the first beer. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You're all good, man. Three and a half beers in at this point. Um... I feel like, and I'll probably said this on another podcast, that as you drink more and more, just all taste the same. I feel like this is a, a mainstream beer that I wouldn't be able to even distinguish between some of the bigger flagship beers out there. Yeah. Um, which probably makes it easy to drink. But uh, I think um, w- when you think about that as far as uh, easeability for drinking, Obviously, there's a lot of cans on this table right now, so I think that's testament to how easy it is to drink this and how smooth it is. I, I don't know if that's because of how low the ABV is or just how smooth um, these turned out, but um, I'm actually turning from a zero to one. I I, I like this. Um, I'd be interested in seeing the differences between this uh, in a can and on tap because uh, I did talk about inconsistencies earlier. Um, but I think now after being three and a half, almost four beers in, um, that it's been, uh, smooth and I can see it being popular with a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and, uh, ambers are what got me into drinking. So I, I give it a one. I'd be interested to do a side by side comparison between this, your Budweiser, not Bud Light, but actual Budweiser, the lager, maybe Sam Adams, Boston lager throwback to the old Boston lager and just, you know, really getting a sense of like how those flavors differ. Yeah. I mean, I know this is different, but to do it side by side would really put it in perspective, I think. So that'd be something to do one day. Yeah, we can do that. Like a blind taste test, are you saying? Yeah. Some of us do blind taste tests. Some do similar beers. Yeah, similar beers. Like, so we take. I'd like to see a flight. I think that would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Some of us could do it blind and some of us could do it with the knowledge and just see how those flavor profiles compare. Yeah. So, like, Budweiser isn't really an amber lager, right? It's just a, they call it. An it's American. a lager. 
an, it's an American, American longer. Yeah. But like, yeah. what's the difference? Uh, amber longer. Well, it's not dark different. enough to be an amber, I think. Right. You're exactly. Right. So what? What other... some people would call it uses a, piss a beer. different brewing technique. That's called shitty, shitty yeah. technique. Yeah. <laughs> Except when driving through Houston after midnight and you're driving down I-10 and you go right past the Budweiser plant and you smell them toasting all the malts. I it's, bet that smells fantastic. It's though. amazing. Yeah, I bet so. It's Is that when they toast them all? It's like I guess in the middle of the night. Huh. Oh, it's amazing. I've never smelled it at any other time, but driving past there like late at night when there's nobody, no no traffic or anything, you can just smell it. Yep. Wait, so you're, you're saying like, you're it replaces like, the normal like, smell of Houston? Yes. You're like a mile away from the brewery. You can see it right there because it's it's gigantic. And it is just it's not like toasted bread, but similar. You know, yeah, but it's, it's like yeah, yeah. it's better. You. But you you know, toasted malt. It's like Yeah. Uh oh, it's, the it's, question it's, it's, uh, So it's like so what other quote American lagers would there be Miller that we could compare? So Miller is another American lager. Mm-hmm. Coors? Coors no Coors, Coors is, a is Coors. Coors is what? A banquet beer. A banquet I'm not saying beer. Coors Light. I'm uh, saying Coors. No, Coors oh, is a banquet beer. Corona, it's a banquet, but that's not really... Coors is the banquet beer. I don't know if that actually means anything. That's what they call what? it. Yeah, that's what they call it. Is it an American lager? I believe so. So is are only those three really American lagers? You can't really compare those to this. No. Well, because no. nobody else make a... I hate to say it but like a light piss beer like what would be a good beer to compare this to is boston lager a good beer boston Boston would be similar similar. is that a fair comparison to compare or should the flavor profile between this and budweiser and coors and everything be completely different no no they're similar goose island has a lager that's pretty similar to this but but is that like saying a indian pale ale comparable uh, to just a regular ale an amber lager is different than just yeah, it's, some other I mean, kind of lager, right? So, <laughs> but you know, some some popular Vienna lagers, Devil's Backbone has a Vienna lager, a Beta Amber, Yingling. Yeah, okay. very delicious. If you ever get has it, I've never. They had don't it. distribute past the Mississippi River. I thought I, I had seen it. If you have, it's very very maybe hard, maybe it's just a, hard to come it's by, like a poster or something. Somewhere. But it is so, fantastic. So also the Dos Equis Amber, like you mentioned, Negro Modelo okay. is a Vienna Lager, and Sam Adams Boston Lager oh, is a Vienna Lager. Okay. Oh okay, right. All right. so Negro. Also also if you're just looking for lagers, there's Miller, there's Stella Becks. Ooh, the Becks are our most Vienna style lagers. Amber lagers. Okay. Yes, actually, they have the distinctive color. You could say it's a trademark Vienna lager color. It's that rich amber color. So I had some stuff about Vienna lagers. I thought you were going to say Vienna sausages for a second. I had some stuff about sausage. Hey, Tony. Hey. If you were a Vienna sausage, would you eat yourself? I know I would. <laughs> Wait, so it's Harry Carey talking to Harry Carey. Harry Carey is talking to Harry Carey. From two alternate universes. Okay. Hey, so wait, are you, you guys know memes? Are you, you into the memes, the meme scene? I know some memes. I know some memes. Are people actually eating ass out there or is that just a joke <laughs> that everybody's, everybody's saying? Because I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if they're joking or like. No, Tide Pods. Tide Pods is the ah, new thing. Okay. That's the joke. Oh. No, that's not the joke. Oh, so that's the joke you're everybody, making. Everybody say, like, I don't know. I actually can chime in on this. So I, I don't know if it's. 
Because Joel's on the Tinder. I would say what it is is I think it's an uptick in streamability of porn. Because when we were younger, you had to fight to watch porn, right? You had to like sure. get, get your dad. It was dad's, scrambled. Yeah. You know, scrambled. Or you got to get your dad's porn. Or you got to get like a construction site where they had some like porn Wait, magazines. What? <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. That's a little yes. bit more than I was willing what, to what work. What did they do with it? <laughs> I know what he's talking about. You so, guys just had a connection. So, yeah, we did. Supposedly, the rainbow connection Supposedly right what's going on right now is there's a generation that's grown up with streaming porn accessible from anywhere you don't have to go to like a store buy a tape or whatever so people are exploring more than they would have yeah, before okay so they have well, more i don't know about exploring but more of those like hey you look dumb enough to look my ass like <laughs> Wait, <but is> that <laughs> tastes like nickels <laughs> so 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 vienna loggers vienna loggers originated in vienna shocking I what know. Wait, is it? It is actually from Vienna. Yeah, in Vienna. I was betting Hamburg. In Vienna in 1841. You know what's in, interesting about Vienna? Not a goddamn thing. They have sausages. Uh, Hitler liked to vacation there. Oh yeah. Well, it's Austria. <laughs> yeah. He is. He, wait, wait, guys. It's Austrian. Wait. Thank you, Joel, for the random Hitler fact. <laughs> yes, we would love to subscribe to your newsletter. <laughs> They share a birthday. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> so traditional Vienna lager uses a three-step decoction process. It's generally characterized as having a subtle hops and a crisp taste with residual sweetness and an almost trademark distinctly amber color, as I mentioned earlier. Hey, but Cutter, you know what's really subtle? What's that? The B and subtle. Well done, sir. So it turns out Vienna lagers are not very popular in Europe, even though they originated there. Is it because Hitler vacationed there? I was reading that a lot of the Austrians fled Austria during the mid-1800s because, well, towards the end of the 1800s, there was a flood of just immigration to the U.S., but... I heard a lot of them actually went to Mexico. Was that when Maximilian was over in Mexico? Yes. Actually, I don't know. I think it could have been. Maximilian was the Prince Ferdinand Maximilian of Austria. Yeah. So he was the only monarch of the Second Mexican Empire. He was in the Austrian oh, Navy. That, that makes and then so much sense. That's why they would go to Mexico. Napoleon gave him Austrian. Mexico. Yeah, okay. What? That makes a lot of yeah. sense. Yeah. Napoleon gave him Mexico. But yeah. the, uh, apparently right after that, there was a revolution and a lot of... Of political upheaval. And so I thought that's why they left anyway, Austria. So, so Napoleon was seeking to legitimize French rule in the Americas and said, hey, Austrian that I'm tangentially friends with, go and make this more European. You know what else he did? He sold Louisiana to fund his war. Man, we, and we got we got ripped off. We got Mexican? fucking Louisiana. Again. Oh, yeah. So hold on. So Europeans do not like Vienna style No, lagers. it's not popular in Europe. It's more popular in America, actually. It's sometimes known as pre-prohibition lager oh. because it was the style that was popular in pre-1919 America. So question about this then. What do those Europeans like? I'm sure they still drink lagers. Yeah, they do. But just not the Vienna style. Because yeah. the Vienna style is the harder mash process and where they're, I think, No they're one just mashes using... harder than the U.S., all right? That is true. <laughs> That's why, yes. So Vienna lagers are popular in Norway, and they're actually brewed by most of the major brewers there, which I don't know Wait, why. what did you say? Norway? Norway. Yeah. I yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. Hey, Cutter. 
Hey, hey Joel, what's going on, sir? <laughs> want to learn about loggers? I do want to learn about loggers. Ross, what, Ross, what can you tell me about loggers? As you probably know, logger is German for storeroom or warehouse. Tell me more. Because loggers are characterized by cold maturation, fermenting, and storage. So the lockers, the storerooms, the warehouse is where they kept the loggers. Wait, the locker room? Like Ness? Yes. And actually, that is in fact referred to as loggering when you mature them or ferment them or store them in a cold environment. It's loggering. So German logger translate to English stock. So the logger room would be like a stock Locker. room. So yeah. makes gotcha. sense. Interesting. Yeah. But yeah, there's several different kinds of loggers. There's pale being the most most widely consumed and commercially available beer in the a, world. A pale lager. Pale lager. Loggers in some countries, they use portions of adjuncts, which are unmalted grains, usually corn, rice, rye, oats, barley, and wheat, which is supplemental to the main mash. They're generally used to cut costs or to impart an added feature such as like oats for added body and smoothness, rye for a spicier taste, and rice to lighten the body and provide a better mouthfeel, as in Budweiser, which Anheuser-Busch is actually the largest purchaser of U.S. rice. And a lot of the times, some are just added like corn, which is added as corn syrup to raise the sugar in the mash, thus increasing the ABV in the finished product. And corn is much cheaper than the barley. So it's just cost effective there. So what I'm hearing is my rice is more expensive because fucking bud. Probably. The other thing is, as we all know, the use of adjuncts is strictly prohibited by the Reinheitsgebot. Which, you know, as we all know, is the 1516 law of Bavarian purity, which stated that you can only have water, barley, and hops in beer. Which, the thing is, I found out today while I was researching, they didn't have yeast because they didn't know what yeast was. Right. Yeast, because they had open fermentation, so yeast yeast just got in there. And that's how that... You hear that, Budweiser? Stop buying all the rice. Oh, and that was one of the reasons the law was put in place, because they could control the price of other grains, which bakers would use wheat and rye and whatnot to bake bread. And rice. And then, yeah, well... I don't think did they have rice back then? I don't know. Anyway, they they would use they would use that to bake bread and they didn't want the brewers taking it all, raising up the prices, so they just had them use barley. Fucking smart, man. It's the Germans, you know? Efficient. Oh, my coworker was telling me about how most of the bourbon places in Kentucky have all been bought up by like Asian yeah, that, yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Except for Eagle Rare, or the company that does Eagle Rare. What about Blanton? Heaven Hill. I think they're all... Apparently, the company that does Eagle Rare also makes a really stupid, expensive bottle of bourbon. Pappy? It's Pappy. Pappy. Yeah, Pappy. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Pappy Van Winkle. This is Pappy Van Winkle, friend. Do you know how old this bourbon is? If this was a person, I would have stopped having sex with it a year ago. Pappy Van Winkle. It's, That's yeah. It's expensive yeah. because of its rarity. It is. Very, That's what I was going to ask. Very, very rare. Is it rare? It, they release it once a year around Christmas, right? And right. they and it is extremely you small get, batch. Like how you're, expensive is. I I think. Well, if you I've get not, it, I've first, never seen. I've never seen a bottle first. You're lucky. 
I mean, I don't know what connections you have Typi- to have to get it from the at the liquor store. Yeah, because there's only like one or two bottles. The way at that, a store, the way at any that time. my store like, works, there are places you can pick it up like just randomly, but yeah. they mark oh, the yeah. price. But he yeah. was saying he has to slide. Yeah, okay. I haven't said any names. You have to have to bribe somebody he, at a liquor store. He like throws in like an extra ten bucks. The way that Pappy works in my store is if we get a bottle, our top of the top members get first call, and then we slowly go down the line. If if they don't want it, then we put it out. When do they ever not want it? A lot of money it? to be one of those top. top exactly. Members. You have to spend a lot of money to at to get. Store. Yeah, exactly. Is it not literally a first call? Like, hey, we're gonna have this tomorrow. It's like, all right, you spent this amount of money. It's all like, hey, we got this in, bottle. In, in do you minutes. want it? And they go, no. Then we go, but all right, happy. next on the list. Exactly. Yeah, and who's gonna pass it up? Right. It's, exactly. it's gonna be maybe the third person. And I, by, by that they, time. they have they have a few different ages. I, I think they have a yeah, I yeah, think they have a ten day. year, a twelve year, and I think they have a twenty three year or something stupid like wow, that. Wow, I can't even imagine what a twenty three year would look like. Right, exactly, it's like it's probably very dark, oh, yeah, and very woody. smooth, yeah, exactly. But but at the same cost. time, the cheapest bottle that I've heard go at my store is two hundred fifty bucks. So for a happy, I, I think that was for, the twelve year. Apparently, it's for bourbon people. It's, yeah, that is, it the, is the that is creme the bourbon. De la, creme de la creme. So if I so can ever get my unicorn. hands on a bottle of it, I'll probably buy it for my coworker. Pappy? But I will never be able to get my hands on it, is what you're saying. Never yeah. never buy Pappy for something. I don't know. Else. Didn't you just get a promotion? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you're saying come to the store and start spending? <laughs> exactly. I, I might be able to You do got that. a promotion. Yeah. Use that page. Uh, just spend it all Hey, I'm going in there to get a bourbon recommendation. Personally... And I shared my last little bit. Well, actually, I got another bottle, but I like the Widow Jane. Oh, we did try that. Yeah, it, it was it, it was pretty it spicy. We have, ice, the, we have I, the ten year store right now. Yeah, that's what I bought. Ooh, I bought. I actually bought another bottle. I haven't opened it yet. I like it. It's pricey though. It's like seventy bucks. So. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy a good bottle here pretty soon too. Yeah. Just to let you know. Happies. I don't have any Pappy. Another Garrison Brothers. You still have that? I still like, have it. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I, I would not appreciate it, but now I just want to drink. Pappy for the rarity of it. Oh yeah, no, it and it's supposed. I've heard. It's supposed I've heard. To be so, great. I talk to customers all the time. Do stupid things like they didn't realize that their buddy was giving them Pappy. Or yeah, like, actually, I've heard that same story. Down the whole. I didn't realize what I had. Try to get another one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like, that shit was good so luck. good. And then they realized what it was. That was a dumb move. The rarest bottle. Yeah. <laughs> actually, I move. saw. It was not about bourbon. Well, it's about scotch i was watching a tv show a canadian tv show yep. where not yeah lost it hey, wait, Clint, what's going on man what's going on go on <laughs> so uh the guy it was his 20th birthday i guess and he bought a bottle of 20 year old scotch and his plan was to save it to, for his 40th birthday and have 40 year old scotch but then i'm thinking that's not how you age scotch. It, when it's in the bottle, it's not really. It doesn't aging. really age as much in the bottle. Yeah, so it does. It does age. It's, it's not like to, yeah, because what really gives like aged whiskeys and it's stuff the, its flavor is the, the, the barrel. Right? The barrel. Yeah. 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 So, so but, should you decant? That, that said, should you decant your whiskey then? You can, but what you no, should, what you should, you should do, do is get one of those small wooden barrel things and pour <laughs> exactly. that and let it age more. The thing about that though is that if you really want it to last, like you have to continually fill it because the wood will absorb well, some. Yeah, it's all, and then it'll just decrease, and it's the devil's cut is what takes. Is, is when they the ring out takes. the wood. Is what the wood has. Bourbon. Hey, you know what's interesting? I was looking at the can, and they have utensils on the top of uh, this little thing here yeah. versus Austin's. 
Do you have a scoop? And then whatever the other two things are. Uh, that's a wine glass. I thought uh, it was a, a scoop. Oh, it was a scoop. No, I think he's right that it's a scoop. It's, it's a shovel type thing. Yeah. The third one almost looks like a honeycomb. Right. Is that is that stuff that they use to make the beer, maybe? Or is that a scoop, a frisbee golf target? And it looks like the key Ow. that the alien uses to unlock the door in Fifth, fifth element. element. Yeah. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I Aziz. think that's actually what it is. Aziz Light. It's a it's, super it's green. It's a good movie. It's Thank a good you, movie. Aziz. It's an awesome movie. It's a good movie. Hey, you know what would be terrible? If they remade that movie. That would be terrible. They should never do you know, that. You know, uh, they'll, they'll, they'll totally. They'll do it like in a. Or, not or, anytime soon. Or they'll wait point. until like Bruce Willis or, is almost dead. And, and then they'll, they'll make a sequel. A sixth element. Or that he needs more money and then they'll make it. You mean like long. Die Hard Dude, 5? Yeah, no, he's already done that. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying that was that same movie. Yeah, probably. no. The Fifth Element, no, he Didn't can't. they do a they sixth can't do Die Hard? Sequel. Don't say that they did. How many Die Hard? I don't know. I think there's five. I think there's five. Live Free and Die Hard was the fifth? Yeah. No, there's five. Yep. Okay. Confirmed. Ross knows. Confirmed kills. Yeah. Uh, All right. Go ahead and say it into the mic. Live Free and Die Hard was the fourth. A Good Day to Die Hard was the fifth. Ah. Uh, I die hard every night. There's die what hard. are we talking about? Die hard too. That's not a good thing. Die hard with you a vengeance. Take care of that. <laughs> so you live free or die hard. Free. Which one was the one with Justin Long? Live free or die hard. There's something that's interesting about so live free or die hard. It was originally supposed to be called Tears of the Sun. <laughs> which, 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 no, all seriousness, right. which of course is a different Bruce Willis movie, right. but he would want to make a fourth die hard. But he said, okay, I'll do it. Let me use this for this other movie that I want to make, which, of course, Tears of the Sun. Who talks about Tears of the Sun? Is that the military one where he's... Yes. Uh, okay, yeah. I, I think they're trying to rest... I guess Joel talks about I, I, I saw it, but I, I'm horrible when it comes to... See, I saw it. I, I, I seen it. I don't think I you, don't you think missed I it, it I seen more it. than once. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, hey, listener, we definitely enjoy having you here. You know, if you want... You can go ahead and review us on iTunes. Leave us a five-star re- rating, please. Positive review, negative review, we don't care, as long as it's a five-star rating. Actually, we enjoy it. any negative comments you want to say. Then we can learn to do better or just ignore you. Uh, yeah, we will probably just ignore you and keep doing what we're doing. But we might actually. We, Well, you know, chances are. Maybe we, we... No, we definitely don't listen to Chance. <laughs> yeah, we no. definitely don't listen to Chance. We right. do internalize a lot of the negativity, though, so it may pop up in other weird places in our yeah, lives. Yeah, uh, we have two reviews, actually, from uh, on iTunes. I don't actually... I don't have... I don't know why I'm looking at my phone. I don't have an <laughs> iPhone. Um, but there's uh, Kangajugu and uh, SB Dog. Um, but yeah, they said they liked it, and like we'd like to hear from anybody else that liked it. Or didn't like it. Whatever you don't like. You should give us five-star reviews and then tell, Either talk way, about yeah. how terrible it yes. is. Yes. We want to be the top beer podcast on iTunes. The top awful beer yes, podcast absolutely. on iTunes. We'd like to create our very, the, the the very, very niche market. Niche the market. Niche, there you go. Yeah. Five stars, but all the reviews are, are horrible. Negative. There's beer podcast and there's B-rated beer podcast. There you go. We want to be the top of that. <laughs> yeah, Keith, exactly. There you go. Also, I would say if you 
see Cutter in real life yell Mustang Sally at him? Yeah. Or ask him for weed. <laughs> so <laughs> so random bearded yeah, uh, people in Austin are gonna have an uptick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, who the hell is Mustang Sally? <laughs> Twitter in the next few weeks. Just keep on looking for hashtag Mustang Sally. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> We're on Twitter. We got some followers. Most of them are other podcasts, but uh, also we would like to send a mention out to Hop Nation USA, their podcast, and they kind of, they review beers and talk about just whatever they want. Hey, that sounds like it's right up our alley. Yeah, but I think they're striving to be the best and not the best of the worst. So we're not actually in competition. You're in direct competition. Fight, 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 fight. And BAYK podcast gave us another follow Friday today. Solid. Or I, actually, I don't know if, if they say BAYK or it's back. Bake. I was going to say bake. What is that about? They talk about current events and other paranormal stuff as well. I mean, oh, are those the I Irish see, guys? In yeah, Canada? the two Irish okay. guys. I think oh, uh, nice. Eddie, Eddie and Patty. Which is a stereotypical uh, yeah. Irish name. Eddie and Patty. Unfortunately, oh. I, I'm sorry, Patty. Is that the bourbon we talked about earlier? Or is, <laughs> is it? Happy. Pa- Happy. Patty, yeah. Patty Van Winkle. No. Happy. But yeah, their show is great because those two guys are hilarious and probably often drinking as well. Yeah. As as we mentioned the last, last time. time. So, but I don't know if they've listened to that new that new episode yet, and if they're really horribly mad at us. But uh. can we talk about that? How awesome it is that you can have international appeal with the internet. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I mean, they're not in Ireland, but they're in it, Canada. That's still international. So, yeah, that, that's, yeah there is. is it international? No, no it's, no, international. it's a different nation. So, yeah. And it, yeah, no, uh, that, that's really cool because we have downloads. We have one download in Hong Kong, which I don't know what that's about. Two in Japan, two in Slovenia. Actually, we are the top beer podcast in Slovenia. Oh, right wow. Now. Are you serious? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. I was like, with two downloads, we're the top beer podcast in Slovenia? Top English beer podcast. We might be. I don't know. We're the top five. <laughs> top I have, five. I have nothing to back that up. With. Yeah, Broke okay. the top five. But in the UK, we, we got eight downloads. Someone... It's always fun to get the updates from Ross. No, oh, well, shit. We've been downloaded I, a whole bunch yeah. of places. I'm always looking at stuff. What's our, like, total, uh, what's our total of downloads right now? Probably 300, right? Two, I think it's just under. Are we increasing? Well, Are yeah, you saying every day. Per... It, we're not going to decrease. It's not like somebody's going to return a download. They created a time machine just no, to return no. a download. We saw a lot of uptick after we added that Poochie character. Nah. Poochie. Oh, man. I don't think our u- ha- viewer base is old enough to get that what? reference. I hope so. They're old enough to... Well, they, they don't have to be that old to drink, but... Hey, Cutter. Hey, Ross. Have you heard of our sponsor, Pinballs, yet? Twice now. I've heard wow. of them twice. Okay. The buzz around the water cooler is this Pinballs is really taking off. Yeah. Buzz around the bourbon cooler. Well, with the, the best selection of new and classic games, delicious drinks, and four-star food prepared by Michelin star chefs. Nothing to back that up. And, <laughs> and exciting attractions. Well, no one parties like pinballs. They do party hard, yes. from what I've been told. And while you're there, you should play their brand new games like Oprah Winfrey Pro Skater 2 <laughs> or Super Street Fighter versus the Golden Girls. Pinballs, where you get both balls in. That Blanche combo attack is, it's nothing to mess oh, with. Oh, yeah. Oh, those, you those get Southern pinned, Bells. She's juggling you. I mean, you can't get out of that. Oh, and for a limited time, get half off your second token with the phrase, Jose Canseco Bat. <laughs>
Solid. 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 Thanks for joining us this week as we explored Live Oak's Big Bark. I feel like it was eventually a one all the way around. It was kind of all bark and no bite. This is the podcast. This is the podcast. This is the podcast. This is the podcast. This This is is the the podcast. Thanks for sticking around. If you liked what you heard, leave us a review. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Podbean, Google Play, and TuneIn. You can find us on our Facebook or Twitter at 3, the number 3, Beers in Podcast. Tell us what you like, what you don't like. And if you didn't like us, why the hell are you still here? You should have turned this off long ago. Maybe you're just going to listen to us anyway. You should probably subscribe, too. And if you would like a transcript of our podcast, write down everything that we just said. I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife.